why should you listen to the sport blokes? Sometimes there'll be episodes focusing on recent events in the world of sport. This is one of my favourite quotes from 2020. The Houston Rockets have come out and said they are willing to get uncomfortable with James Harden. Hmm. Don't know what to make of that. An uncomfortable Harden, that's the sort of thing you used to get at the uh, high school swimming carnival. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, all the time in high school. <laughs> well, I saw during the week that Shaq has his own brand of pregnancy test. Oh, you're joking. I'm not. It's over 90% accurate, so definitely better than Shaq from the free throw line. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> but get this, uh. it includes two free Shaq stickers. Woo! <laughs> Reportedly, the Jordan Jumpman logo will be on all NBA jerseys. The, the immediate thing that came to my mind is... Poor Portland. Oh. Do you need to be reminded? <laughs> Do you need to see that silhouette oh. on your jerseys? There's no Sam Bowie uh, silhouettes on any jerseys. Well, it would just be a guy lying down with a... <laughs> Holding a, his a, knee. A full, a, full, a full cast on his leg. Other times, there'll be episodes on special topics. Kaima Doyle, she'd actually been in a boat at least seven different times when Robbins had laid down. At the 2002 World Rowing Championships in Seville, Robbins was participating in the Quad Skull event. She dropped her all costing the Aussies a certain victory. Rachel Taylor, who herself won a silver medal in the 2000 Olympics, said Australia was blitzing the race, leading the entire field all the way. It was about as sure a thing as you could get to having the world title in the bag when with approximately 400 metres to go, Sally Robbins stopped rowing. So apparently after the race, they have to row back to the shore or they have to row back to where they can get off the boat. And Sally was rowing back. And apparently oh, one, of the, no one of the team members said... Why are you rowing now? You didn't row when it counted. Just stop rowing. That's not a direct I, quote. I would, but probably, that's, I would be the person that say that as well. Apparently someone else said, why don't you just get out and swim back? <laughs> You'll hear the occasional interview. So when you finish work at night, you're not just like, I'm going to go to bed right now. You're sort of wired. after. If, if you listen to me do a top 10, I sound like a lunatic. So I'm not going to bed <laughs> right after that. So I, I, I go downstairs and I turn on the TV and, there's an NBL game. So I'm watching the NBL game and I'm sharing it with folks here in the United States. And I can tell you, there are people in the United States that enjoy watching these games. And so hopefully people get to watch along. I spoke to Dan Shamir before one of the games and he's like, Shamir is real funny, man. <laughs> he, he goes, I tried to, uh, I tried to get Besson to look at some plays uh, from EuroLeague stars, you know, guys you want to emulate. And Besson said to me, "Because coach, I don't need to, I don't need to watch that. I'm, I, I, I just come out here to play." Wow. <laughs> and Shamir goes, "But you know what? This is, this is a young guy, a rookie, telling me I, he doesn't need to see it." He says, "I love that. I love the confidence <laughs> of someone like that." And I'm like, "That's pretty cool." When I first started playing basketball and watching the Dream Team, it was pretty amazing to go see that thing. I think the more, more surreal thing was being on the court at all with uh, you know that many guys and the, the the talent on that team. You know the number of All NBAs and NBA championships: Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, uh, Anthony Davis, guys like D Derrick Rose, DeMarcus Cousins, uh, James Harden. A lot, lot of players, a lot of players on that team that that turned out to be even more impressive than they were at the time, and they were pretty fucking impressive at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Go over there and play Philly. Yeah, I was never going to try and shoot 100 shots in those games. I was just happy to be out there. I mean, Jay Jarenic, I said, one of my favorite players of all time, fouled him on a three and lifted him up. And I apologized and said, mate, I made a career out of this. And I was like, these kind of little tidbits. I was like, that's sick. And I was like, you really have. <laughs> and you know what? I think that's probably when I felt dad's shadow linger the biggest. You know, walking into to RAC with his 
you know, as soon as you walk in through the players' tunnel, his jersey is hanging up to your left, just up on the rafters there. I think that is probably when I felt his shadow cast the biggest. So all I remember seeing with Dyson is his length. I just thought, man, this is just NBA ready. This is what they're looking for. Now, I know that not every country uses the metric system, Steve. Tell me that they're just as shit at working out what 15 metres is as they are here in Australia. Yeah, absolutely. There's random facts you might not know. Did you know that the author of The Great Gatsby, F. Scott Fitzgerald, was actually really important in the beginning of the offensive and defensive teams in Gridiron? I did not. Princeton must have two teams, Fitzgerald told Bushnell, according to the book. One will be big. All men over 200 pounds. This team will be used to batter them down and wear them out. Then the little team, the pony team, (laughs) will go in and make the touchdowns. Make the touchdowns. (laughs) Isn't this fascinating? So Francis was said to be pretty distraught for not making the Princeton's team. And some people have even speculated that the kind of misery that pervades the Great Gatsby is out of that rejection from the team. Well done, old sport. There's regular segments. Speaking of fit-in, this one's, uh, well, I guess it's an accident, but I don't know for sure. It, come, <laughs> it comes from Woolworths Gawler, where the Happy Valentine sign was right in front of the cucumbers, <laughs> with Cupid's arrow pointing directly at the cucumbers. <laughs> and I guess, sure, you can't spell cucumber without the word... Sweet Jesus. Sorry, that was low-hanging fruit, or in this case, vegetable. Oh, happy Valentine's Day, yeah. indeed. And that is a nice Valentine's Day for people, I guess, be it on their own or with someone else. <laughs> Have you had your five and two today, Stuart? <laughs> and of course, regular trivia without notice. Occasional trivia without notice. The Sport Blokes, a weekly-ish podcast available on all reputable streaming platforms and some unreputable ones too. Buckle up, buckaroos. 